0: Earlier this morning, I received an email uh, from Connecting Directors. If you guys haven't uh, heard of them, check them out, ConnectingDirectors.com. You can go and uh, subscribe to their email list. They send something out daily called the Daily Hearse. And there was a story on there um, that kind of sparked a memory of mine. And uh, the story, you guys may have heard of it. Um, It was, I remember, it was kind of widely covered within our industry. And it was a story of a funeral director out of Michigan who had um, come out as transgender to their employee. And... um, It was back in 2013, a funeral director named Amy Stevens, who then identified as Anthony Stevens, informed her employer that she was going um, to have a two-week vacation. And when she returned, she would be known as Amy. And the employer fired her for that. Well, the case itself went all the way to court and she won her case. And the sad thing about this is that Um, Amy passed away earlier this year, May. So she didn't get to see those results. Um, I don't know if she realized how impactful her fight was, but she has really inspired so many people. And um, she passed away May 12th of this year, 2020, at the age of 59. Um, Years ago, I had helped a family who, um, let me back up, I guess. So uh, we had received a first call. And I remember uh, getting the paperwork from the back and the first call had the name Marsha on there. And I remember going, writing up her name on the board. And then a couple hours later, we had reached out to the family and it was a son who was the legal next of kin for Marsha. So when I called to speak to the son, I said, oh, you know, my condolences to you and your family. I'm so sorry for the loss of your mother. So he stopped and he said, I'm going to stop you right there. Do not call. This person, Marsha, did not call this person my mother. This is my father. And his name was, uh, let's call him John. He said, this is my father, John. And he had it in his mind that he was a woman, but he wasn't. And I'm not going to honor um, that lifestyle. So I was very taken back by that because first I had never helped a transgender individual in passing and second because I thought to myself "Whoa, obviously the family was against um, this person's true identity and it broke my heart so I remember family coming in uh, It was the son and his wife and um very traditional catholic family and the arrangements were made and the casket was chosen um Marcia, which I will still address her as her true self, Marsha was uh, embalmed and uh, to have a viewing. And this part was really hard because when the son brought the clothing in, he brought in a full wardrobe for a man. He brought in the suit, the tie, uh, the dress socks, the dress shoes, and nothing that would have honored Marsha. And I remember the embalmer um, that we had telling me, you know, this is kind of heartbreaking because um, she, Marcia took very good care of herself, you know, and what kind of showed us that was uh, Marsha had a beautiful manicure, beautiful pedicure. And also she had uh, very, very fancy undergarments. And I just remember thinking to myself, how sad is this that we're going to have to Put her in the outfit that the family is bringing in. You know, as a, a funeral professional, we can have our personal opinions all we want, right? But where is the line between your beliefs versus what the family's beliefs are? And I remember seeing one day on Instagram a page started called Trans Death Care. And you guys may be very familiar with Tony with Trans Death Care. And I just remember seeing that and thinking, wow, I've never seen this. And of course, this is a recent, this is a recent thing that I've seen probably within the year. Um, but it was never available, you know, years ago when I was in this situation. Um, and I remember sharing this story with Tony and I thought I, I, it's beautiful what you're doing. It's amazing. And I support you and everything you're going to bring to the table for the support people need. And, um, You know, I think the topic's been kind of discussed more often now. It's something that's not as taboo, I think. There's still a long way to go, I believe, in the profession itself um, and just in society. But to know that, you know, with people speaking up and voicing their opinions and um, the importance of someone's wishes to be honored even in death is, is such an important thing. So, you know, me as a professional... I had to follow the wishes of the next of kin but the way I was able to honor Marsha you know in my way was I remember uh, dressing her and um I remember being in tears thinking here I am putting this man's suit on her and um I remember just being so sorry and I remember telling Marsha this like I'm so so sorry and um what I was able to do was put her undergarments that she came in I remember putting them back on her and I remember leaving her pedicure toes on um, and I felt like I was able to give her a tiny bit of of her as she went into the ground because I hope that you know when she passed away she was able to be free in her true form you know to the next life so to say but um, you know, as far as the funeral went, you know, we had to follow the wishes of her, of her son. So that was just the one time that I've ever dealt with something like this. Um, I've never had an encounter after with anyone who was a transgender individual or having to go against their wishes, so to say. Um, wondering if you guys have ever had a situation like that. Um, what would you have done in my shoes Um, you know I think if it was me nowadays I think I'd be a little more outspoken a little more stern with you know honoring Marsha's rights Um, you know this was years back and it was a first of its kind for me so just wondering your thoughts make sure to share them with us on Instagram